It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You are now listening to... The War Report Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop Podcast, episode 104 of the College Loop Podcast. And just to introduce a guest to the show that you, that uh, that's not been here since episode 100. Tar, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. I'm glad to be uh, glad to be back on the show and uh, had some. Much needed R and R. Got to see uh, my lovely girlfriend for several days, which was nice. I haven't seen her since April. Uh, for those of you who were curious in my absence, uh, yeah, that would be why. And I wish I could tell you guys I'm sorry. I love the loop, but I knew it was in good hands. Um, always is in good hands when I leave it with Mr. Lark, regardless of our off-screen debacle that we had prior to the show. Uh, which honestly, I don't even want to give you guys a peek into because it totally needs to be a part of an episode at some point when we're having the down week. Um, and I think you guys will have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but yeah. Super, super excited to be back, uh, Daniel. I'm going to uh, I'm going to ask you what Dylan usually asks us. How are you, buddy? And then I'll let you pass it along and, uh, and introduce our new friend here. Unless Daniel's frozen. <laughs> I did. Daniel <laughs> sounds <frozen>. good. His <laughs> internet um, just died. I'm doing really, really good. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, doing pretty good. Uh, busy week, you know. Back full time student. Um, that's something that I forgot I was, you know. But yeah, um, we got John Conley today. John's our uh, group of five analysts. So, John, what's good, bud? Uh, nothing much, uh, guys. I really appreciate being here. I'm super excited to be here, and uh, I'm excited to to break into some group of five football. That's right. That's why we brought you on, John. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, before we get into it. Welcome to the College Loop. Excited to have you on first of hopefully many appearances, especially when we have G5 uh, FCS opponents. Um, I think that you'd be pretty down. Uh, John's a certified ball knower. So tell us about yourself, uh, where you're from, what you do, and uh, and why you're excited to be talking to your football. Awesome. Uh, so I'm, uh, my name is John, John Conley. Uh, I'm from uh, Macon, Georgia. It's, I knew uh, Harrison from, from work. Uh, him and I have grown to be pretty good buddies. Uh, but I'm a graduate of Georgia Southern uh, Sport Management, and I have such an affinity for 
group of five football, especially coming from a school uh, that is a group of five school. It, it's kind of a, a, a fraternity, a brotherhood in its own its own right. Uh, so it's super exciting. I love talking about football, whether it's college, pro, whatever level it is. I'm super excited to get to be here and talk about uh, the uh, game before the inevitable uh, finale of the season. We, we refer to that around here, around these parts of the Iron Bowl. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, John, super excited to have you on. Um, for those of you who, uh, who caught that he loves pro football, too, he is a diehard Niners fan. Um, so by all means, give him shit in the comments on, 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 uh, YouTube for that. Um, How's my running back treating you? <laughs> <laughs> lots um, of, lots of Panthers fans around here, John, uh, as yeah. you, could, you could probably imagine. Um, oh, so well. very not. interesting representation, excited to break down some Aggies, um, yeah. and, and, and not the Texas A&M variety, um, with, with you today. Um, Dylan, keys are yours. Let's, uh, let's give you the run of the show. Let's rock. Yeah, and so going into week, I believe, 12 of the regular season, the Auburn Tigers have taken on their second Aggie of the season as New Mexico State comes to town for uh, – not Senior Day. I was about to say Senior Day. Senior Day is the next week with that other team. Uh, but Auburn goes in, and I, I, New Mexico State is a team that Auburn plays pretty often, I feel like. Or doesn't play very often. One of the two. They don't play them very often. They don't play very often. I'm, try, I'm just trying to remember last time Auburn played New Mexico State. I just can't think of it. I'll thank you for giving me a side quest. Continue. There you go. All right. And then going into week 12 of the regular season, we are sitting pretty. Me and Tar are at eight and two going to New Mexico State. Daniel is sitting at six and four. And Colin uh, telling us from afar that he is seven and three going to the New Mexico State game. And John, since you are our uh, local New Mexico State expert, I'll let you open up talking about the Aggies. Awesome. So before we talk about where the Aggies are going to be going into this 2023 season, I want to look at where, what got them there now. Uh, I think whenever a lot of us look at New Mexico state, especially over the past few years, we kind of look at them as a, a very easy throwaway team. They're a team that from 2019 to 2021 had five wins total in that three-year stretch had five this past season, 2022, they had seven. So I want to look at kind of what happened with that. And a big part of it is they got a whole brand new staff. Uh, they got Jerry Kill uh, from TCU. He grabbed a whole TCU staff with him uh, as he left. And their spread offense, the way they're able to get things going, it wasn't pretty at first. But as the season kept going, it was a tale of two teams, uh, really, from the first half to the second half. It was crazy. They started off 0-4, and then they finished. They won six of their last seven. Their only loss being to Missouri. So they, they came out swinging. They kind of changed to this new spread gun style offense. Their quarterback likes to move around. Uh, it's, it's certainly a strength of theirs, but they're a team that has shown tremendous growth. And it's really, really been cool to see not just the season by season from 21 to 22, but game by game, uh, they were getting absolutely slaughtered at the beginning by, uh, by Minnesota's and Wisconsin's and, uh, even uh, uh, Nevada's, and by the end of the year, they were 25-point underdog against Liberty and beat them 49 to, I think, 14. So they just came Thank in. Thank you, Pat, John. Thank you. Uh, that makes us feel really good around here. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, they they absolutely kind of found some firepower at the very end. It's momentum that they hope they can carry into the season. Uh, with that, there's 
some gives and takes with it. They had the weakest schedule in the FBS last year. They had the weakest schedule. They played two FCS schools, and they played bottom-tier FCS schools uh, in Lamar and Valpo. Their four FBS wins were against New Mexico, Hawaii, that Liberty upset, and then UMass. So they're, they were not playing the cream of the crop. Uh, they now have to go into the Conference USA, which is a big adjustment for them. They haven't been in a conference since 2017 when they were in the Sun Belt, uh, and they're losing a lot of key pieces on defense. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see what this team is made of. Uh, this team has a really good, strong sense of running the football. They're a good run the football team. They've got a great running back. Um, in uh, uh, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, but then they have uh, Diggs. Uh, star. Pa- star, yes, yes. Yeah, I knew, I knew Star something. Um, but then they have Diego Pavia, uh, who's their quarterback. He, Him and – they had another guy they kind of rotated, but he's he's still by himself as the starter. He's going to be entering his senior year, and he is a dual threat. He can move around. He can spread those linebackers wide, and he's someone that another year under system, another year under this, cleaning up his passing mechanics. He's someone that can make some damage, not just in the Conference USA level, but across college football. Right on, and there's you, there's you an FC, uh, excuse me, uh, a group of five breakdown that, that uh, unprecedented here on, on the college. You say you went more in depth on New Mexico State than we've done, like with like Georgia, LSU, A and M. I did pull up uh, Auburn's all time record, <laughs> excuse me, against the the Aggies of the New Mexico can State. I, can I guess last time we played? Yeah, go ahead. I think I know. I think New Mexico State, I believe, was one of Auburn's three wins in 2012. Now that I it thought was. about it, it was that it was. Auburn won that game 42 to seven. Before that, their last uh, meeting was in 2007 uh, on September 22nd, to be exact. So one of your early cupcake games, in which Auburn won 55 to 20. November 6th of 1993. Before that, when Auburn won 55 to 14. So Auburn has never hung less than 40 points on uh, on a New Mexico State squad. And mind you, that 2012 team was hot garbage. Um, but on the Auburn side. I have not done my due diligence to look and see how good or bad New Mexico State was that year. How they could let's just let's just assume that they were pretty pretty freaking bad if they lost to that Auburn team. Yeah, well, I mean, led by led by Gene Shizik. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, um, that was a low blow. That's all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, yeah, a little a little innuendo. Uh, Auburn three zero all time scored uh, and that's combined 152 points on the Aggies and they averaged 50.6 points. Uh, excuse me, 50.67 points a game. So, um, that's your base. You combine that with, uh, with, with, with what John has mentioned with us um, about uh, their offensive scheme. Now, John, I, I'm not, not putting you on the spot here. What can you tell us about that New Mexico State defense, if there is such an animal? So, their defense, it's, it's got some interesting parts, uh, especially going into this season. One thing that I really am going to look for is their front seven is super, super young. Their linebackers are really young. Their defensive line's even younger. They've got one senior on their defensive line. Uh, so this is going to be a, a challenge for them, especially when it comes to running the football, when it comes to those trench battles against the big boys, right? That's going to be a really, really big thing that they're going to have to scheme against um, and scheme for. And Nate Dryling, he's their defensive coordinator. This is his second year uh, with them. And Typically, year one to year two, you're going to figure out a lot more kinks. You're going to fix a lot of things, but you're not doing it with so many sophomores and freshmen like New Mexico State is. So it's going to be very interesting to see what that's going to look like. Their secondary is a little bit more experienced. They've got some good safeties who've had a lot of playing time, some good corners, 
So they their strength is definitely in their secondary. Their front seven, I'd say it's probably their their weak point, but they've got a ton of linebackers that they can constantly keep rotating. They can be a super fresh team throughout that entire game. Hmm. That sounds like something that people on this podcast probably wish that they could say about their own team. Daniel, knowing what we know now from what Mr. Conley has, has enlightened us, our, our group of five brethren, if you will, um, where are you at in terms of, of what Auburn should be able, especially at that point of the season, should be able to do well against uh, New Mexico State before, you know, before you can kind of keep going forward? Where, where's, your, where's your head go immediately? You know, should be able to score, should be able to play defense, should be able to kick, should be able to run back kicks, should be able to punt, should be able to run back punts, should be able to coach, should be able to shut down the other team's game plan, should be, you know, the list goes on and on, the shoulds. Um, but to be honest, I, I, I don't know why. I just feel like the front seven is going to struggle in this game. The Auburn or New Mexico State? Auburn. Okay, I was actually going to take the other side of the ball there. Um, respect given to uh, the new regime at New Mexico State. And like, like you mentioned, John, uh, props to him for winning six of the last seven. And, you know, one of the last ones, that one of those losses you said coming against a big boy, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Coming from the big kids' table. Um, I think John kind of said the magic words about that young front seven um, and their and their strengths being in that secondary. Let's look at where this game's placed right now, um, Dylan. I'm 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 not gonna I'm not gonna steal any of your thunder here. I know we're probably gonna go the same place, but this one's a layup. Anyone's going here. Um, yeah. Auburn's gonna be able to run the damn football, uh, in, in in my opinion. Uh, I mean, look at that backfield. I'll let Dylan get into in, into depth about that. I know he's gonna want to. Um, not just that. You're if if the strength is in the secondary, like like John mentioned, um, Auburn's still gonna throw the football, especially with. If Peyton Thorne still got the job at that point, um, that's still going to be uh, something that, that Auburn tries to negotiate. I know Dylan's about to push his wrathful Robbie Ashford agenda. I know how he works. But you got to remember where this game's placed. They're going to, it's, it's going to almost be like a regression of that Auburn offense in terms of what you see in the playbook because they're going to be trying to withhold anything else that they're going to try to install ahead of the Iron Bowl. Um, I'm not saying that you should ever overlook an opponent, but if you're going to, you probably will here. And that's where you wind up slipping up against these group of five FCS circa Jacksonville State 2015. Sorry, Dylan. Um, I know that one makes you shiver. But <laughs> by the leave. <laughs> I do think Auburn, it, it's actually probably, folks, probably going to be a boring football game to watch, not just because I think Auburn runs the score. They're going to run the shit out of football. Um, just because if you can win the battle in the trenches, as, as John just mentioned, and you've got a lot of new pieces, if that offensive line's meshed the way it should by that point of the year, um, I would hand off the football to uh, the, the stable of backs I'm sure Dylan is certainly going to talk about here in a second, um, until they, the, the wheels fall off. Dylan, your thoughts? Tar, ask me who's going to lead Auburn in rushing this game. <laughs> um, number nine. Uh, Jeremiah Cobb is going to lead Auburn in rushing. <laughs> the State. I thought we were going to go some Robbie you were, you were not going to see the starters play probably either the second half or at least the fourth quarter. Auburn is going to run away with this game so quick, fast, and in a hurry that Peyton Thorne's going to get in at some point uh, because it's the Robbie Ashford team at this at this point of the season. But, yeah, I'm looking at this game. This is definitely a game where you're going to see Jeremiah Cobb kind of use one of his four games where he can still have four years of eligibility afterwards. He's not going to need all four, believe me. He's that good. 
But look at that. You mentioned stable running backs. Auburn is loaded. Jarquez Hunter's not probably going to get a lot of carries unless uh, probably after the first quarter, just to keep him healthy. Uh, same thing with Demari Alston and Brian Batie. Just kind of get them just kind of warmed up for next week. Uh, and then after that, Sean Jackson, Jeremiah Cobb, uh, get Holden Gurner in there, throwing some throwing some dots. You're just kind of looking ahead at next year, uh, with the, just seeing what you can do with against the, the Sean Jackson game. Yes, I'm all for it. That'd be fun. Give it to 44. Yeah, give it to 44. Double number, double four. I'm, I'm but, yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna see Jeremiah Cobb hit his first hundred yard game as an Auburn Tiger in the second half against Mexico State. Because uh, Hugh Freeze is not a stranger to running up the score a little bit, uh, but he will do that with Auburn's third string offense. There's certainly going to be an element here, and, and John, I want to get your thoughts here in just a second about how, how Auburn can fare against this team. Yeah, and this is a nice little segue. There's certainly going to be a little bit of an element that Hugh Freeze has not forgotten about New Mexico State uh, running them out of the gym uh, last year, even though he was at Liberty and it wasn't at Auburn. There's certainly going to be an element of um, put your foot on their throat. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on how Auburn can fare? How does Auburn? Not only successfully you know, win this game, how do they walk away better from that football game than they did walking in? So for me, they've got to do two things. Um, when they start is first thing they got to do is they, they've got to set the tone of the game super early to say this game's not going to we're not going to come in here and screw around. We're going to come in, set the tone, walk in, walk out. And part of that is be where you are. We understand that this game is kind of a, a precursor to the elephant in the room. And unfortunately, the elephant's name is Big Al. <laughs> And he's he's coming in next week. And so, yes, everyone's focused. Their their eyes are, are kind of looking past New Mexico State to Auburn, which, again, you or to Alabama, which you can do that because it's New Mexico State. But that is where things can get dicey. That is where you can take advantage of that if you're New Mexico State. So if you're Auburn, just take care of them early. Get it over with. So, yeah, by halftime, starters pads off, you know, Uh for New Mexico, it's all about just play. How can we stay in this game? You know, can we stay in this game through the first quarter? Can we get into halftime and all of a sudden it's only a two-score game? Uh, take advantage of the fact that the linebacking core is going to be stretched thin because of the offense that you run. Try to play mistake-free football. Those, these are some things that Auburn should be able to walk away out of this without any problems. It should be just a, a, a walk-in, walk-out blowout. But New Mexico State can make this interesting. It's just a matter of they're coming in, they're prepared for this, and Auburn's looking ahead instead of being right where they need to be at Jordan-Hare. There is also an element, first off, another thing that I don't think any of us have mentioned yet that just kind of popped in my brain. Um, I don't know how I said it already. Staying healthy is priority numero uno um, a week ahead of, of, of Iron Bowl week. And like John mentioned, you have to find the balance of staying healthy, staying fresh, and also being present of where you're at. Because you, the last thing you want is for one of these – uh, let's be honest, guys. Y'all remember 2017 when Mercer damn near came in and beat Auburn? I mean, that happened. That, that really, and that was one of the best Auburn offenses we've seen maybe ever. Um, that, that, that just, it just it was clear as day that Auburn was already thinking about Alabama. That, that game thankfully slipped, slipped between the cracks and people forget about it. I don't. It's one of the most miserable Auburn games I've ever watched. I need you to start bringing these up. <laughs> this is the perfect time to bring these up. What are you talking about? Um, I know, but John, again. <laughs> If you were given the keys to the to the kingdom, metaphorical kingdom, to, to be the head coach for a day at New Mexico State for this game, yeah, you're pulling all the tricks out of the bag, right? Oh, there's there's no expense spared. I, I'm honestly, if if New Mexico State goes back to their old selves, they're a two win team. 
I would put all the chips on the table if this is one of their two wins. I, I would do everything in their power to make this two wins. You're going to pull out all of the books, all the triggers. You're going to run the ball in crazy ways, do a bunch of reverses, a bunch of options, which is what they do. That's part of their offense. They're going to spread you thin. So you've got to keep a mind of that if you are Auburn. You've got to pay attention to the fact that quarterback can, can run it three straight plays and all of a sudden it's a running back, then all of a sudden it's a tight end. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna do everything in their power. If they're gonna go for it on fourth down. They are not afraid to go for it on fourth down at all. That is when uh, Diego Pavia likes to make some of his big mistakes, though. He loves to play superhero ball. Loves to play superhero ball. He will try to stretch out. He'll try to move around and do everything to try to make the play work. More times than not, that's where they uh, that's where they fall short. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We ready to go predictions, Dylan? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Daniel, we're, we're going to let John round this one out uh, as, as at the end here. Daniel, you want to give your score prediction? Yeah. So we're going to go a shocking upset. Oh, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> Auburn gets it done. Um, carry the two. Uh, let's go 54 to 17. I like that. Um Couple, couple, couple reasons. By any, any reason behind that that you want to give, or are you just, you're just feeling like that? That feels like the right number. I'm just feeling loopy today. Feeling loopy. That's a great bit. Hold on to that thought here in a second. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna go pretty aggressive with the score here. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna go 63. Um, and 63. Let's go something goofy like 13. Um, and I, and I say that. Because there's an element that people people tend to overlook. If you can run up this score in this pre-Iron Bowl non-con and, and just have all that offensive momentum, number one thing you want your guys going in the Iron Bowl with, with is confidence. Uh, that You can't coach confidence. And, and if they can see how bad they can just demoralize somebody, to hell with sportsmanship, folks. Don't care. Hang nine touchdowns on them. I don't care. Let, let McPherson drill 54-yarders for fun. Kick on second down. I don't really care. I, I you, 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 know, you know what I'm saying. Go in there and every single opportunity you get to score, every single time you're moving the ball, put it in the end zone. And, and, and I think I, I think Hugh Freeze will ad, 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 adopt that mentality. Um, yeah, I, I like 63-13 Auburn. Um, that puts them at – I got them at 9-2 and two going in the Iron Bowl. That's <laughs> bonkers. And I, I still don't think that's right. I, I, matter of fact, I'm certain it's not. But the Iron Bowl, Dylan. Someone's chugging on that Kool-Aid. Uh, and I, 
I was, I'm gonna I like your 63 uh, a lot, but I'm actually gonna go 70 to 14. I think Gus Malzahn's pulling out or not Gus Malzahn, Hugh Freed's pulling out all the stops uh, for this. I'm still stuck on the argument we had for 10 minutes right before this this interview this uh whole thing. That's happened. a conservative number, but that's not a conservative score. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna hit, I'm Auburn's gonna hit 70. I think. Hugh Freeze, I, I think Jeremiah Cobb alone with uh, with his outstanding game against Mexico State this season, uh, that'll put Auburn 70 to 14. Okay. Mr. Conley, our group of five analysts. First off, do you have fun on the show? Oh, yeah. I had an absolute blast. This was so much fun. I, I'll do this uh, you know, uh, seven days a week, twice on Sundays. So, <laughs> well, you're um, welcome to hang out for the rest of the show after you give your prediction. Whatever you want to do, if you want to pop out, you can. If you want to hang out, you're absolutely welcome to do so. Um, give us – Give us your breakdown. Um, give us a score, a winner, uh, a loser. And uh, if you want to throw in where you think uh, think Auburn could be, um, give, give us a record for the year. You can also take a look at our schedule while we do our little promo after this. You absolutely can. Uh, feel free. Awesome. Um, I, I've had this game. It's it's not going to be close. It's going to be a route. I'm going to go uh, 54-17. Um, I will say, though, keep an eye out. It, it, I think it could potentially be like a two-score game going into halftime. It could be a 28-14, something like that. That's when Hugh Freeze says, "Hey, listen, like we're we're done playing games. All right, we're gonna set, we're gonna finish, and we're gonna finish strong. End it in the third quarter. Call it a day. Uh, don't be surprised if, if come halftime though, with the way that New Mexico State's playing, they're gonna try to hold on for all the strings. I think it's still gonna be around at the end of the day, but halftime could be a little closer than you'd want. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and uh, you know, we certainly appreciate you. Uh, we'll, we'll see if you go one for one on your on your predictions here." Mr. Conley, uh, your breakdown was fantastic, more than we could have ever asked for. And um, for those of you who are uh, new to the program, so is John. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, ring the bell, uh, and drop your comments on uh, on you on any other group of five takes you guys might need. John's here for him. Um, I know that I can text him and say, "Hey, we got a comment." And he's gonna say, Hell yeah, let me come talk about it. Um, and that's what we're here for. Uh, so, Daniel, did you say a minute ago that you were feeling loopy? Uh, yeah, but then I had some A&W root beer, and now I'm not feeling loopy anymore. Okay, well, I'm feeling loopy. Dylan, is there anything I can do about that? So what you can do, Tar, is scroll down uh, on any YouTube video you want from our, on our channel, and there's a link, and you'll just click that link, and it'll take you right to the warpoor.com's shop where you can get your very own feeling loopy shirt. No it's way. It's $25, and this shirt is comfy. I wear it all the time. It is currently getting washed as we are recording. This shirt is comfortable. It's awesome. I wore it to bed last night as well, and it, I, I don't think I've ever slept better in my life. It's, it's I woke up fully rested. It's just science. I mean, I mean, when you're when, when you're when you're rocking the field loopy college loop war for podcast network co branded t shirt, you just look better. Um, you feel better. You look good. Feel good. Play good. You know, it's it's the it's, it's the ultimate. If you can't get orange jerseys, Auburn fans, you can get a field loopy shirt. You know, ten out of ten doctors agree. It's the best shirt for your for your yes. health. Yes, we've exa- we've asked exactly ten doctors, um, so um, we're good. Uh, it, it's not, it's been proven out of everyone that we know that's gotten a shirt, they actually love the shirt. That's right. Um, so it's a hundred percent satisfaction rate guaranteed. In this sales pitch, ninety nine percent of the time, this sales pitch works every time. Exactly. So, John, did you get a chance to take a peek at the Auburn schedule? I did. I did just take a look, and, and uh, after the result of the New Mexico State game, I have the Auburn Tigers at eight and three. Eight and three. Okay, so who's that? Who's the who's the, who are the losses? So my losses for them, I have 
the team in Athens. Yeah. Um, I have, I actually have back to back. I think, I think uh, Georgia, LSU, LSU has a good team. That's I, a, I that's really a brutal, like brutal back to back. Um, and then, oh, wait, no, I think I have three in a row here. Yeah, I have Lane Kiffin beating Auburn as well. Ooh, Dylan's about uh, to jump through the camera on you. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Can I ask you super quickly? And look, I, I respect that take. I actually think you're not yeah. the only person to have Auburn losing to Ole Miss on the show. Um, what do you like about Ole Miss this year? I, I I really like Jackson Dart. Jackson Dart makes some weird controversial plays. He's a gunslinger. He's going to throw some turnovers, but well, he's going to make super, super flashy plays. Um, but, I mean – Lane Kiffin, his offenses, they've been able to get things rolling just year in and year out. Uh, and I I like it. It is the fact that it's at Jordan-Hare helps out a lot for Auburn. Um, but also, too, just you're getting under this new system with Hugh Freeze. It's going to be a very, very fun game with Hugh Freeze uh, playing against Ole Miss. Uh, but I, I just – I really like the offense of the Rebels. Who do you have winning the SEC West, just out of curiosity? Oh, gosh. I, I – we know who you have one in the East, just like everybody else. We yeah. Um, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> I, I, I don't know that this is going to be a, a a repeat of last year's SEC championship. Um, I, I really want to look through it. it. It's a coin flip to me. It's it's either it's either Alabama or it's LSU. Um, I, I I mean, I think those are the, that that's the two options. I, I yeah. would wholeheartedly. Um, I personally actually think it will be LSU. I have Vanderbilt and Auburn, so <laughs> Uh, we, we that math might not be math and doing. You might need to check that a couple times over. Um, John, like I said, you're welcome to hang out if you want. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit of recruiting. Uh, if not, you're welcome to pop out. Uh, whatever you want to do, my man. No, I'll, I'll hang out. I'm having a great time. Why not? Let's let's talk recruiting, Dylan. Dylan's favorite part of the show. Yeah, and I, I did. Uh, so it's worth mentioning, Auburn fans. Uh, week zero is going to be your best friend because you're going to watch. You're going to be able to watch three opponents in the same weekend. You're going to watch Vanderbilt absolutely destroy Hawaii and half of a built stadium. You're going to watch UMass versus New Mexico State in prime time on ESPN because you can't watch USC versus San Jose State because it's on the Pac-12 network, and no one has that. So week zero is going to be a very fun. Daniel's the one person in the South that has Pac-12 network. So everyone – Everyone pile up a Daniels for week zero. <laughs> Daniel, will be, Daniel will be illegally streaming it. On, um, this is a joke. For legal purposes, this is a joke. Um, Daniel will be streaming his reactions live. On he'll, be on TikTok, he'll be on our TikTok live, <laughs> streaming the game. There'll be a mirror behind him, and he'll be recording the game, recording himself within the background, and he'll watch the San Jose State Spartans beat the Trojans. Hopefully. He will conveniently forget that he's recording in his bathroom, that there's a mirror behind him. <laughs> But you bring up recruiting, and Tar, who is the biggest recruit Auburn picked up in the class of 2023? Well, that's all. That's all speculation. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> the guy who is now has been recognized as a true current. freshman All-American. In my heart of hearts, it's Kyan. Uh, yeah, the, the, the propaganda that I get hate for from Robbie Ashford. You just, all praises for Kyan Lee, who is again an awesome corner who's going to be playing. As soon as the season begins, I'm not going to bash you for it. I'm we'll eventually play on Sundays. Continue exactly. We'll probably play on Sundays right now. But exactly. yesterday, as we were recording this at six o'clock or six o six p.m. on the dot, Jacaleb Buck from Highland Home, Alabama, the six foot three, two hundred twenty five pound 
edge rusher has also announced that he will be joining his older brother on the planes, even grabbing a Bama hat, about to put it on his head, dropped it, waved his finger, and unzipped his jacket, Auburn shirt, Auburn hat. He's joining his brother on the planes. And scientifically proven that Auburn is now the city of brotherly love. I mean, bring him Malik Blockton, who's the younger brother of Marcus Harris. Uh, we're recruiting Zachevious Walker's brother. I mean, Philadelphia's got nothing on Auburn right now, right? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to say that. I'm glad I didn't because that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but Ja'Kayla Fogg, again, a great four-star uh, edge rusher, the number 13 edge rusher in his class, and that is definitely going to go up. Number 10 overall prospect in the state of Alabama. Hugh Freeze proving that he is better than the previous three administrations at recruiting the state of Alabama. And uh, he's just on a roll. And there's a couple let's, more guys we're expecting to hear from in a, also, in a month. Let's also, while we're talking about Jacob Falk, super, super quickly, let's also not forget he's a 94 9 composite going into his senior year. Excuse me, going into his, his junior, year. junior year. That might, my, my, my misspoke. My apologies. This kid's going to be a five star, right? Oh, he might be the number one player in the clock in the state of Alabama. Yeah, no, he's going to be a five star. Ninety four nine composite as a rising junior is not so. And it's worth mentioning his nickname is Starburst. You're serious? Yes. We have Fat and Starburst on the same team. And we're recruiting A Train, who that already proves he's good at running through people. Hard. A train proving that he he's good at running through people. John, do you believe in name science? Do what? Do you believe in name science? Like the cooler the name, the better the football player you are. A hundred percent. Yeah, I mean Kool Aid McKinstry. I know Auburn fans. That's a sensitive one. A lot of people thought Auburn was going to get Kool Aid. Mid. Yeah, well, he, you would not think so if he played for Auburn, but that's neither here nor there. I probably wouldn't. Um, Ask my thoughts on smoke. Pretty mind. damn cool name. Pretty good football player. Just saying. Overrated. What's your favorite football name, John? Oh gosh! Why is it, um, why is it Dakotas Crawford? D- listen, Dakotas Crawford was was one of the names that popped in my head. Uh, I'm a I'm a big uh, DeBrickishaw Ferguson guy. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh man! Did he go to he, years, he and years ago? Barkevius Mingo, DB from LSU. Pretty damn cool name. Barkevius Mingo is a good one. Honorable mention. Continue, Dylan. Sorry, I'm trying to remember where did Dakotas Crawford go? He's no longer at. He's a Louisiana Tech. Yeah, he was. He started at LSU, now. He started in Nebraska. 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 And then he got he got an NIL deal with an air conditioning company, and then he transferred. Who's going to check? Awesome. Uh, but Jacob Falk again, a huge pickup for the class of twenty twenty five. I believe Auburn's first pickup of that class. I yes. could be very wrong in that. Oh no, Malik Autry. Malik Autry, so, you're still right. How did I forget? So that? We got to. Auburn needs to keep a close eye on him because I think his recruitment is still very very open because it's also very early in his recruitment process. But Auburn fans, keep an eye out. August 26th, Zaquan Patterson will be announcing his commitment. And September 3rd, the day after the UMass game, DeAndre Carter, the six foot four, 320-pound offensive line, will also be announcing his commitment as well. Mm-hmm. A little bit more confident in one of those guys than the other. I'm not going to say because I'm not crystal balling anybody to the Tigers. because That's not happening anymore. Yeah, uh, we don't do that on the show anymore. That's we don't know more crystal balls. We, we have officially banned crystal balls. Uh, I banned it from the Twitter. Uh, we no longer see crystal balls on 
on Twitter anymore because yeah, and, they're and, never they're just and, never and, right. They're cursed. Caleb on Wednesday, but that's neither here nor there. Until again, until we see Caleb Benson. I will, I will go and plug that real quick while we're on the subject of recruiting. We will have Caleb Benson back on the show. He'll be on the Thursday installment. He's going to break down a couple of guys that have not fallen to Auburn, and he's going to break down why. Um, he reached out to me the other day and said, "Hey, want to clear some stuff up? Think the college is going to be the right place to do it?" And I said, "Hell yeah, we are." Because he's a rock star, and we're excited to have our recruiting guy, our guy, back on the show. It's worth mentioning as well, Auburn is ranked third in the country in 2024 blue chip percentage. Bring me all the blue chips. All of the blue chips are heading to the Plains. I'm trying to remember. I don't have it in front of me right now. Auburn's getting every five-star ever. uh, If you told me – if you say that uh, Dylan Raiola might be backing out of his recruitment, I might say, oh, Auburn has officially stepped up to get the number one quarterback in the class, even though I don't think Dylan Raiola is going to be all that great of a player. Uh, and that's not biased. I just don't trust a guy who has transferred to three high schools in four years. Yeah, that's that's, just, that's just my personal beliefs. The Jake Garcia effect? <laughs> who is now the, the fourth-string quarterback at Missouri. Am I wrong? Uh, let's see, blue chip ratios is per on three. Ohio State leads the charge at 80%. Georgia at 77%. Auburn at third, 75%. Then Florida, Bama, A&M, and Tennessee tied. LSU and USC tied. Then wrapping up that list with Clemson, Penn State, and Oregon. That's right. John, you're about to love this. We're going to talk a little NFL ball. Oh. Talking some Tigers in the NFL. Uh, let's preseason. Talk- yeah, a little preseason in NFL. It's still football, though. It's football. Yeah. It's real football. It's happening. Tank Bigsby's impressing Jags coaching staff. has been getting a lot of reps for the ones. There's just no way that ETN gets jumped at Jacksonville, right? Wow. That's not what I'm it. hearing. Not what I'm hearing. John, would you be surprised if ETN was not your primary back in Jacksonville? I, no, I I would be surprised if, if ETN is not the primary back. Uh Travis Etienne is is incredibly good with that offense. Doug Peterson really likes him. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence likes him. Uh, I, I will say, though, I live right now in the Jacksonville area. There's a lot of buzz going on with Tank Bigsby. Uh, they they are seeming to really, really like him. I, I definitely think that Travis Etienne is going to get the majority load. He's still going to be the number one back, but having a guy like Tank Bigsby makes his mileage a little bit less this year. And it gives him a few plays where he can take off third and ones, you know, second and sixes. Tank Bigsby can come in and, and kind of do some damage there. I I don't hate that. I just I just I don't know that there's a the world where Travis Etienne doesn't doesn't have RB one privileges. Yeah. I just I don't know. Uh, Derek Hall got his first sack of his career, for first preseason sack um, against the Cowboys. Guys, Derek Hall is going to be awesome in the NFL. I, I really don't know how else to put it, um, John. Steel, uh, uh, tell me if I'm overreacting and if I'm just showing a little Auburn bias here. Derek Hall is a steal where, where, the, where the Seahawks got in the second. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, with with where Seattle got him, um, he's mm-hmm. Seattle's done great in the past couple of years, John Schneider specifically. Listen, I can't stay in Seattle with a passion, but John Schneider is one of the best drafting GMs in the league. Uh, and to get a guy uh, like Derek Hall where you got him, it's it's incredible value, uh, and that's something that he's he's done it year in and year out. And so to get a guy um, kind of that late, it's it's tremendous, tremendous value. He's a uh, that guy's gonna rock. Uh, I just I, I I don't for the life of me I can't figure out how he got passed by 
31 teams in the first round. Um, I, I just cannot seem to, to wrap my brain around it. Um, but, I mean, good on the Seahawks for snagging them when they did. Um, yeah, that guy, that. I mean, Derek Hall maybe, and in, in, this may be a reaction, Derek Hall may wind up, if not leading, being second on that team in sacks. Derek, I'm sorry. I've been told by my uh, uncle, who's a Georgia fan and a Seattle Seahawks fan, that they've actually been hearing some buzz around the world of Seattle that Derek Hall may be getting the nod. Uh, just because of how good his camps have been. <laughs> and I, I'll never forget the night that he got drafted, uh, my uncle actually texted me. He's like, so how good is this Derek Hall guy? I was like, oh. Pretty damn good. I was like, y'all are getting a stud, a, a great player, and an even better human. John, you're yeah. um, No, Der- Derek Hall, it, it's – where he's at is great, not just in terms of falling all the way to Seattle, but it's the fact that he's in Seattle. Because Seattle, one thing that they have struggled with over the past couple of years is getting to the quarterback and is finding those – those edge rushers that you can put on the outside. So not only does he have a chance to compete, he has a chance to be a contributor week one. Week week one, he has a chance to come in and make an immediate impact. Daniel, just just out of curiosity, if if, if you had to pick a player from this from this Auburn draft class this year, is is it Derek Hall that, that's probably going to have the best most successful career in the NFL? Um. That's tough to say because I really, really like Tank's, uh, Tank Bigsby's chances of being a household name one day um, for an NFL team somewhere. Um, and also, I feel like Owen Papo's got that potential. But it, I think it'd be one of those three. I'm not quite ready to sign off on D-Hall, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised. I'm waiting on the, the the Colby Wooden agenda. I'm waiting for that to be able to surface. Um, I'm, I'm go- and I'm going to be the leader of the charge. Uh, I'm ready. And God knows if anybody in the world wants Owen Papo to succeed more than I do, please show them to me outside of his family and probably girlfriend. Um, but well, not on the script real quick here, Dylan. But I did, I did want to mention this. And, and Daniel, tell me, tell me if I'm crazy. I think that getting drafted to the Arizona Cardinals may have been the shittiest thing that could happen to Owen Papo. They just have too many bodies in that linebacker room. Um, and, and, and they just keep drafting linebackers. And I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. Y'all tell me if this is valid. I'm a little concerned that an experience could lead him to kind of suffocation in the depth chart. Uh, you don't get called the worst team in the league for no reason. Uh, that's what the Cardinals do. Uh, they, they, you recruited a shorter version of – Isaiah Simmons. Uh, that, that's his name, right? I'm, I'm trying to remember his name, the Clemson linebacker mm-hmm. who we all hyped up for, for an entire draft class, and then he went to Arizona, so his career is just dead now. Owen Papo is definitely probably not going to see the field very much, and he went to the probably the worst team to go to for a coach that could use him properly. This is back-to-back teams for him now that coaching staff just don't know how to use him or won't know how. Is there a world, Daniel, where he gets worked into a trade package somewhere? Maybe at the end of this year when they're inevitably going to dump Kyler. Yeah, um, definitely. Um, and the last time an Auburn um, player got traded from the team that drafted them before they had a chance to do anything, it worked out pretty well because um, Walker Kessler got out of Minnesota and went to a much better situation in Utah. So I actually you know? love that analogy. And that's actually really well. But that, that plays more than most people think it does. I go to school for that sort of thing. 
<laughs> well, so did I, but Dylan tells me I've heard his takes all the time. So. No, oh, he does. Oh, he, uh, that that last one he had, Noah, that was a bad one. That was a horrendously horrific, terrible, bad, god-awful take. Daniel, continue. Well, well Dylan, it says no. Oh, uh, let's see. Where was I? Oh, yes. Synonyms. Oh, no. This okay. is now the interrupt Daniel jar. You owe me 10 cents. Okay. Um, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I could see Owen Papo joining a new team um, at some point and, you know, maybe getting a chance to play there. Um, off the top of the dome, Dylan, you might help me here. I can't think of a team that really has a shortage of linebackers. I'm sure there is one. Um, the Auburn Tigers, I'm sure would love to have him back, but unfortunately that's not possible. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's got a great NFL build, and I could certainly see him falling out somewhere. I, I was actually thinking this is kind of crazy, and, and, and this is, I know, a little wildly off topic. I'll, I'll rein it back in after this, Dylan. I'm sorry. Um, in my hypothetical brain of brains, which it doesn't function correctly half the time, um, John, this is kind of cute for you. You're more of an NFL guy than I am. You know, all of you guys are more NFL guys mm-hmm. than I am. Um, I can just kind of follow the Auburn dudes, and that's about it. The Atlanta Falcons actually kind of makes a little sense. Not the hometown aspect. That's not it. If Desmond Ritter doesn't work this year, is there a world where Owen Papo could get like worked into a package deal getting Kyler Murray in Atlanta? <laughs> why why would you want Kyler Murray in Atlanta? Um yeah, I, I, I still think Kyler Murray has more to take than you guys lead on, other than the fact that he plays too much COD. <laughs> he's a Johnny Manziel problem. He doesn't watch film. He's not a Johnny Manziel. I'm okay. I know he's a I said he has a Johnny Manziel problem, like he doesn't watch film. Yeah, but it'd be kind of cool to have guy on the base playing a dual sport athlete if you will <laughs> that was that was not even worth fielding all right dylan carry on it is worth mentioning as well uh if you watch Darren Menzel documentary stay tuned for tomorrow or today as this comes out because the swap kings documentary can we, is can we do a mini review session on the swap king video? i'm so down i'm yeah, so down because uh if you didn't know fun fact of the day dill fact of the day uh tim tebow never beat auburn yeah. He is 0-2 versus the Tigers. John just learned something. Just just, just got got some learnage going on. Yeah. Dylan yeah. just learned you something, bro. That, that, that's true. <laughs> uh, so just, but uh, also, stay tuned the next week where we're going to have a little college football preview. We're going to predict our conference champions. We might do some college football super, uh, superlatives. Uh, who's going to be our Heisman Coach of the Year. Uh, might do that just for the SEC as well. Just Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, just to just to show off our football knowledge, our extensive SEC football knowledge. As a teaser, John, the Conley, who, who wins the who wins the Sun Belt this year? Oh, biasly, the Georgia Southern Eagles. <laughs> uh, unbiasedly, I I really like the Marshall Thundering Herd. I love Charles Huff, their head coach. He's an absolute game changer of a coach, and I really wouldn't be surprised if come next year there's a couple Power Five schools that are looking for a head coach that come knocking on his door. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
JMU is still not eligible this year? No, not this year. That's a damn shame. Not, not oh, to spoil well. my pick or anything. Yeah, not to, not to give away that you're taking the Jags for absolutely not no other reason. As we can run things out, just a little shout-out to Auburn Soccer, winning 5-0 over Troy uh, this past week. I'm going to get into some actual soccer breakdown. Dil, uh, Daniel, I believe you. when we get off of this, you get to plug, right? You get to plug yourself a little bit. I'm sorry, I turned out for a second. Can you just run that back? You're good. I was going to say, we were talking about Auburn Soccer, their 5-0 win over Troy. Um, oh, yeah. Mentioning that briefly, I was going to say, actually, you are probably the best point of reference going forward um, in terms of Auburn soccer. Um, Dan, Daniel knows uh, Auburn athletics inside and out, so you're really the right guy for the for, for, for that job going forward. Are you in, on any calls this year? Am I making that up? Uh, yeah, I will be. Um, I produced the broadcast for Weagle last night, and I'm sure I'll be on some throughout the season for awesome. soccer and volleyball. Yep. Very nice, very nice. Well, that'll that'll be super fun. We'll make sure that all the loopers go uh, go hang out with you and, and listen to you on Weagle ninety one point one FM. Uh, before we get out of here, a uh, couple couple of housekeeping things. First and foremost, John Conley, thank you so much for joining us this uh, this evening. Um, and I do do have to ask you really really quickly before we get out of here again. Um, did this experience leave you feeling loopy at all? Oh yeah, yeah, I'm feeling loopy for sure. Well, dude, I, I just got an offer for you. You could purchase your own. Uh, college loop co-branded t-shirt with the war for the feeling loopy t-shirt got in five different colorways softest shirt you will ever own they're on sale for 25 dollars at the warport.com that's www.thewarport.com don't feel like typing that in yeah me either that's in our description for anywhere you get our show thank you guys so much for listening make sure you like subscribe ring the bell um, right here on the youtube channel uh if you guys have theoretical thursday questions we actually do have one for thursday but we are always 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 taking more suggestions if you guys have questions, as always, we want to answer them. Had a blast, Dylan, um, last week when we had the opportunity to do your, the loopers takes. That was a ton of fun. Um, John, we had a whole segment where we could throw them up on the screen, like comments from, uh, from the mm-hmm. YouTube, and just answer questions. Um, we talked about everything from the quarterback situation, the barbecue in Auburn, to Oppenheimer. It was awesome. Um, so that's that's what it's, we're, we're here for. Like to crack, ring the bell. John, tell everybody where they can find, find you on socials, hang out with you, ask you. I'm assuming you're totally down if anyone wants to tweet you any G5 questions or any football questions. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my Twitter, or X, uh, and my Instagram both are uh, johnlee49. Uh, you can find me there. I, I love absolutely interacting with people. I'm a super, super social guy. I'm kind of happy-go-lucky, and I love having just conversations, arguments, interactions, whatever it is uh, when it comes to sports. I love it. I, I can't get enough of it. So, yeah, feel free. Absolutely. Right on. Daniel J. Lock, tell us where everybody, tell everybody they can find you and love you, support you. you got a little longer list than the rest of us. We'll let you go. Oh, yeah. Um, you can get me at the Bird app. Um, I'll never not call it that, Harrison. Uh, that'll live forever. At Daniel J. Lock. Um, I'm the Auburn Athletics beat reporter over at 1819 News. So uh, anytime any Auburn news breaks, I'll either get it there or over at Sports Illustrated's Auburn Fan Nation property, the Auburn Daily, or if you're an Atlanta Braves baseball fan, you can catch me at Braves today. The uh, Braves Sports Nation, uh, Sports Illustrated Fan Nation affiliate. I can hardly keep all these straight anymore. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of work going on. And uh, yeah, busy man around here. We we try to try to make sure we don't take up too much of Daniel's time um, because on top of all that, somehow still full time student and somehow on the loop. I'm Harrison Tar at by Harrison Tar on the Bird app X whatever you want to call it. They register the same thing like Dylan always says. Also at by Harrison Tar on Threads, which pisses Dylan off every single time I say it. It also irritates him when I say the word slay. So slay the day. 
Um, I know that that makes him very angry. Uh, thank you guys so much for the love and support. Seriously. Um, 500 subs means we still owe you guys a TikTok dance from Colin, and we've not forgotten. Once we were we had to resuscitate him. Yeah, it's, it's, it's coming. Don't worry, guys. Uh, Colin probably... slays this podcast. Slay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, bring him back, Dylan. Justice for Daniel. I'm All right. Back. You got you got to admit that was funny. Um, thank you guys so much for everything. Like, subscribe, ring the bell, drop all your comments, questions, concerns, strongly help beliefs, or demands. At a thousand subs, maybe maybe we can get our group of five analysts in on a whole group type of TikTok. Uh, maybe John Conley will do a TikTok with the rest of us. Well, we can't we can't give too much away for a thousand subs. Colin well, already has to run a MySpace. That's the funniest part of everything, and the fact you know you know we're good, going to make him do it. Yes, we are. Yeah, yeah. He John, is, we can make our former intern. He is legally run, obligated to run a MySpace if we get a thousand subs, and he has to post all of our stuff on MySpace. Uh, let's let's do it, baby. Yeah, yeah, we should All we right. should do the new uh, TikTok dance that the penguins of Madagascar got going. Yes, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm so in. I love it. It doesn't even record. I think we could do it. Daniel, that's not the best idea you've ever had on the show because you have a lot of them, but that is certainly one of the best ideas you've ever had. That's, this, that's is live, this is live co- uh, content planning that you guys are hearing on the college. Like, Dylan, get us out of here, man. This one has yeah. been a blast. You bring, up, you bring up content planning. Should I tease the little the segment that's going to be happening this season? This little football no, season? not till Monday. Not till Monday. All right. Well, then. Not till Monday. Ooh. All right. Well, then. You crushed it, but not till Monday. In that case, then I am Dylan Lark at your boy the tank on Twitter or X, redirects as well. Won't find me on threads because no self-respecting human being will ever be on threads but <laughs> if you're looking for me on twitter or x you can find me at you saying at y-a-b-o-y the tank also in the description below while you're down there click the link get you a feeling loopy shirt leave a like leave a comment ring the bell leave us some article thursdays leave us questions leave us comments we love responding to y'all on the show and you get a little free shout out as well but you have to follow us here on youtube subscribe please do that also find us on Twitter slash X, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're tired of seeing our faces, if you think we're ugly, I don't like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere. Well, just our faces. John's face is, is, is pretty to look at. <laughs> pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. But with all that being said, the outro is going to play. But keep in mind, Colin is soon going to be on the outro whenever I find the time to put him there. But again, this has been the College Loop podcast.